Lift off. What is up, Nerf Herders? Welcome back to the nap and our very first uh, webcast. I guess, webcast, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know what we'd call it at this point, honestly. But <laughs> we're not just audio today. We were like, you know what? We've got the technology. Let's let's just do it. We have let's the just... technology. Well, I just, just felt dumb, man. I've been doing more of these little interview segments, and I'm like, I'm seeing all these strangers, but I'm not seeing my buddy Seth. And then on top of that, uh, you gave me this this nicer webcam, which I'm sure someone has noticed that I'm a little I'm a little less grainy. So I was like, well, now I definitely have to link up with Seth. So you you know, I got I've got all kinds of goodies just kind of sitting in this drawer, and they're all technological, <laughs> and I keep forgetting that they're in there. But mm-hmm. no, for our for our YouTube audience who haven't seen our faces in a long time, this is you can catch the if you've been catching the audio only version of our podcast up till now. This is just a straight up continuation off of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you haven't caught those episodes, go back and listen to them, but you won't be, we don't have a plot. (laughs) You're not, you're not skipping out on a storyline or anything like that. Yeah, you are. Well, we do do follow-ups on, on previous news stories. Like we got some follow-ups. Sure, sure, sure. So. And, uh, and we are continuing our Clone Wars uh, review uh, with uh, season four. Are we doing that today? Five. I thought we were doing that on Thursday. I don't remember which one we were doing. Uh, like Thursday, I what friggin' season am I on right now? I didn't know if you were ready or not because we got enough. We got enough news to talk about today. We um, we definitely do. Yeah. I am caught up. I am caught up right now to <clears throat> season five. I'm up to see. I'm on episode seven of season five right now. Oh, okay. So. Well, and I apologize because for some reason I thought you had seen season seven and I was sending you some texts. Thank goodness I oh, wasn't no. talking about a uh, storyline because I thought you would like watch the newest season and then decide to go back and re-binge it. So I'm glad I didn't spoil anything for you. But man, we got some stuff to talk about. No, it had, it had been so long mm. since I had seen like the original series. Like I haven't actually even seen season six. Mm. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah. So I'm rewatching season five. But after that, I'm seeing all new stuff. So. Gotcha. Um, uh, yeah. So I I wanted to make sure that I was like caught up, caught up, mm-hmm. and so it was just since it's all there, I was like, why not? Let's just binge through the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, we're like, season five was the one that I was really excited about because I remember how much uh, of one of my favorite characters in this series was in there, mm-hmm. and then yeah, seeing him revealed as being alive and his whole like reveal mm-hmm. episode. In mm-hmm. season four is is excellent. Um, yeah, we can talk about that today, or we can push that off to Thursday if you want. Like, let's just... cover the news that we have for today, and if we got time, we can do that. We tag it at the end, or we can do it on Thursday. I got you. Well, I know you want to talk about James Cameron because you had a couple you had a couple links that you were wanting to throw my way for that. Oh yeah, well, uh, James Cameron is actually the smallest story of 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 the links that I threw at you. It just kind of cracked me up. James, um, he's, you know, he's a he's a visionary man. And and uh, he used to be able to churn out movies. And in the last like couple decades, he's just been he's just been going after those project films. You know, if it if it doesn't take him a decade to make the film, then it must not be worth his time. (laughs) Because, I mean, (laughs) he's dropping things like, you know, he passed off Alita to 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 friends to make he he's passed on a lot of properties that originally he wanted or claimed he wanted to make so that he can pursue these bigger films 
And, I mean, he pulled it off with Avatar 1. That, you know, despite being a, you know, space version of Pocahontas, it was visually impressive, and it and it did crazy good numbers. I mean, to date, Endgame is the only one that's beat it, and it barely beat it. So, yeah. I mean, that's something to be said. But the article I wanted to share with you was that... Um, James Cameron is saying that despite filming delays this year, he still believes that Avatar 2 uh, will make its uh, 2021 release date. And did it say, what was the actual release date? Um, let's see here. He's uh, It's supposed to release in December of 2021. So there's still a year and a half out. But <laughs> I just read that and I was like, you've got to be shitting me because... When you when you have things like The Walking Dead, which the finale of this uh, season 10 of The Walking Dead was supposed to be a couple weeks ago and they they canceled it. Well, they suspended it until the fall because they couldn't do the post production. They couldn't I don't know why. I mean, that's mostly things you do on your computer, but I guess I guess they couldn't do they they were they were done filming and everything, but they couldn't finish the post production, so they've delayed it. And and this is saying that they have filming delays, so they're not even to the post production, which with such you know visually stunning uh, things as Avatar is, and and as as you know commonplace it is for James to say a date and then totally miss that date, I just can't see it actually releasing next year. That's that's kind of the the real issue that I'm seeing with a lot of like because we got more news uh, kind of around that today and. Um, I, I remember reading another article. It was kind of like the, the death and then the revival of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, it's undoubtable that we're in a really interesting time as far as entertainment in and of itself. Like, like I was listening to that Joe Rogan podcast that he did with Tom Segura and they're talking about like the delays in their shows and how off they're going to be after all this, like, like, cause they work out essentially like they're working out their material sure because i mean obviously that's not like a movie they're but there's they're a process yeah that through. yeah there's there's a there's a process um as far as post-production goes i can't really comment on that i guess it would really depend on where in post-production they're already at um i like i don't know what this i don't know what software we're using we both use premiere mm-hmm. uh, like obviously all like 100 percent of post-production is uh at home like we don't have, we don't have a problem with that, but like when it goes up to a scale such as that, and you're dealing with however many uh, multiple hundreds of people, I would mm-hmm. imagine are probably working on that in the post production world. Um, I mean, coordinating that is hard enough when you don't have a pandemic on your hands. Coordinating it when there is, like I personally, like, did they get did they give an exact date in December? Or did they just say December? Well, they no, they said December 17th, specify. 2021, but, and I didn't mean to confuse you, but I was comparing this to, okay. to The Walking Dead, which delayed its finale for post-production. Avatar 2 is still filming, so they're not even in post-production yet, and I'm like, are you serious? That something as, as visually stunning and as visually hardcore as Avatar, and you're telling me that, you know, they're still filming? I... I just I just can't see it happening, especially with, I mean, his rich history of missing of saying he's going to make a date and then not not happening. (laughs) It's pretty it's pretty ambitious here because he's got 
one, two, three, four. He's got four more Avatar movies sitting here with with key release dates, all of them being in December, but of 2021, 23, 25, and 27. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, I mean, as long as it took for him to work on Avatar 1, he's really looking to churn another one out every two years. I know. And, and for and the better part of the next decade, you, like, you think that's crazy. And granted now they, apparently they've been filming all of these together. So maybe that's part of it. You know, like films sure. like, you know, um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, they did that. They filmed them all on top of each other and that's how they were able to get them out. But yeah, they did that over like 16 months. Yeah. Yeah. But here's, yeah. I mean, when you look at the history, because, uh, avatar, um, Back in, in 2010, after Avatar had just crossed $1 billion, James Cameron announced that they're doing a sequel. Back in 2010. And back then they were saying, we're going to shoot for Avatar 2 and 3 to release in December 2014 and December 2015. So that was, that was 10 years ago. So then um, uh, 20, uh, 2015 comes around. Well, 2014 comes around and they're like, we're in pre-production. We're getting ready. 2015 comes around and they're like, you know, uh, we're going to have to delay these films. Now we're shooting for 2017. Uh, <laughs> so then so then 2016 comes around and he says, actually, you know what? Uh, Avatar 2 is now going to be released on Christmas 2018 and Avatar 3 is going to release Christmas 2020. Uh <laughs> And and then they just kept on pushing it out. So um, uh, then 20, 2017, they bumped it out another year. So like every couple of years, they have bumped it out. And the most recent bump out was uh, to the first sequel coming out on December 17, 2021. So, I mean, for the last 10 years, we've been hearing about these dates. And I know it's going to happen at some point because they have been working on it. But uh none of those last 10 years had a pandemic that was, you know, shutting everything down. So I don't see this happening of all times to, uh, to make a promise for a release date. Now is not, <laughs> I know it's not the time right now. That's, I don't, I don't want to say that it's irresponsible, but I mean, with his track record, people are just gonna be like, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. He, he, that's what he does. <laughs> he oh, oh that, that was five years time. ago, man. Nobody is like, come on, Avatar 2. Now, maybe when we get that Honest... first trailer, but everybody's just been like, oh, it's it's old man Cameron throwing out another uh, you know, another end of the world prediction, except it's not end of the world. It's it's Avatar 2 is nigh. And <laughs> I mean, it was it was a visually stunning movie, but it wasn't so good that I was like, oh, I need more. Hey, like, it. It ended in a pretty good spot to where it really didn't need a sequel. Like, yeah, they left that they left a cliffhanger there a little bit, but I I mean, I wasn't really craving another Avatar movie. I don't know about like you know, like we we look at him as this as a very, very innovative filmmaker. Like mm-hmm. he like he changes the game a little bit. Like he comes up with some new techniques that people hadn't thought of before. He pushes the boundaries of technology that we haven't seen like sure i know that he was doing a lot of stuff underwater for this one yeah uh which he's which he's done before like mm-hmm. like but also when he did it before for titanic he was also like the first to do anything like that not just in the film industry but in general well and then he also had the abyss and that was underwater yeah he yeah, yeah, yeah. he is known for doing these big visual films 
he did the abyss and he held off on terminator 2 until they got the the effects right in the abyss and then even though the abyss flopped they used similar effects that they did for the water creatures for the 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 new baddie in terminator 2 and I mean, and then, you know, Avatar, yeah, I mean, uh, South Park has some great episodes where they say that it ripped off like a Smurfs, a Smurfs uh, encounter that Cartman had. <laughs> and he's like, this is my movie. And James Cameron ripped it off. Um, it, the, the story, you've seen it a billion times before. It was running with wolves. It was it was uh, it was uh, Pocahontas. It was all of that stuff already. But he. um Dancing with wolves. Dancing with wolves, not running with da- wolves. Dances, Whatever. Dances with wolves. Moving fast. Okay. With I was wolves. so confused. It was like running with wolves. What? Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's something something uh, with wolves. Uh, but and and but you know, Avatar might not have been crazy in, in story, but visually they 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 invented new cameras to film that. They revived. Yeah the 3d industry which has been dead in the water since jaws 3d and i mean and then all these other movies tried to you know like tron legacy came after that and tried to tried to hammer in on that they they brought i mean tron was probably the only other example that got close to it but nothing has has touched the depth perception and everything that james put into that movie i saw it in 3d imax and it was the most visually impressive thing i'd ever seen uh on that big a scale with i mean they they did the mocap thing they did i mean it was it was amazing but that's been done now you know it even brought back like they they went hard on 3d they they did 3d blu-rays after that movie release they did 3d tvs after that movie release those are all gone away now that's not really coming back i don't see but I'm I'm wondering, you know, maybe he's got something else in store for for these Avatar sequels that's going to blow us away because this is ten years after that one. It's got to be more impressive, you would think. I mean, the the one thing that I worry about is that because he's doing sequels, and he's plotting out so many of them, mm-hmm. like what what is the thing that's causing him to wait so long in between in between these films? Is he waiting for a new piece of technology? Like, is he waiting for, like, the capability to actually make that level of advancement? Like, it's looking here, like, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, he's talking about a completely different planet that this one's taking place on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, it it kind of leads into something that I'm having more and more of a problem with, with, with films, is that there's a lot of blue screen and green screen going on. Sure. Which, with, with the, the sci-fi universe that we're dealing with now as far as uh the the types of stories that they're trying to tell you can't do a lot of them without it mm-hmm. i understand that like i like i love the marvel films but they were like 80 percent green screen <laughs> like it, it, it's or blue screen for the rather that's I mean, I'm an amateur filmmaker myself. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to get into that world and I don't have the capability to produce something on that scale at this point in time. Mm -hmm. And so I am appreciating the more practical effects side of things, which is why like it is really neat to see what Cameron's doing here and um, that he is going to try. I mean, I know that he tries to implement as much real stuff as he can. Like he doesn't want to have to make up a lot of that. I, I like to do that in my photos. I don't like to use Photoshop. Right. I like it to be real. I like to create that effect. 
Um, but I mean, how like how different are things going to end up being uh, when you're dealing with when you're dealing with a sequel to the same universe? I well, I don't know. Like it's it's a it's a weird con. Like I can't put anything past him, you know, because it's James Cameron. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like if anybody is going to, if anybody would like change the game with like blue screen or anything like that, it would be him. Sure. I mean, we were just talking about how the Mandalorian was getting around stuff like that by using like the the panoramic uh, screens right. around the entire area. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we're seeing we're seeing stuff like that now, which obviously was going to step up the actors' game a lot by immersing them in that universe in a much more immersive way. Right. Uh, like I, I honestly can't doubt uh, James Cameron's skills, but that that level of technology and also wanting to implement as much practical effects as you can. The fact that they're still filming while wanting to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he's stuck with a skeleton crew, I don't, I mean, it's, it's kind of tough to imagine that this, this release date is going to stick. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised if that, if that gets pushed out another year. Um, But Hey, you know, I will say this all day. It is, it is easy to joke about James Cameron. But when you look yeah. at his past, he's one of the few directors that especially directors of sequels that the sequels are arguably better than the original product. Uh, Terminator 2, that was James Cameron. Aliens, that was James Cameron. He has consistently upped the game whenever he came back for sequels. Titanic 2 didn't happen. But if it did happen and James Cameron did it, it would have probably been amazing. Um, and as ludicrous as this sounds with him talking about Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, whatever, I am more just dumbfounded and, and, and staring at him in awe that this is, I mean, he has passed on so many projects. He was talking about Alita Battle Angel a decade ago and how he was going to bring that because that was his baby. And he passed that off to, uh, who was that? Um... Was it Rodriguez? I can't remember who. Um, I can't remember who did that one. Uh, he passed that off to. Uh, oh gosh, I think it, Robert Rodriguez, and put it in his hands and let him do it. But he's he's passed on so many things and basically put his entire career for the last ten years into these sequels. And any director of his level that just goes away for ten years to work on a project. You know, I have to be interested. I mean, his ego is so big. This is the guy that got up on the on on stage at the Oscars and said, "I'm king of the world, bitch." You know, like he 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 pr- pronounced it, and um, he's not afraid to to you know float that ego that ego around. And I just, I just, I mean, I don't want him to fail. I think there's so many odds against him at this point, especially since that first one was so technology driven. Like people went out to see it less because of the story, but because of the technology. And I just can't see that whole, like maybe Avatar 2 will have a bump. I don't see that holding for the next three, four films. But I'm so interested to see what he has devoted a decade to that I can't, I can't wait. And I hope it does come out on time. Yeah, well, you also got to wonder how much of that decade was actually spent, like, 
in the trenches working on the film. Like, sure. like, like we said, like there were some points where he was waiting for technology to advance enough to where he could actually do what he wanted to do. Right. It's like, so how much of it was that? Yeah, sure. But he hasn't, what? he hasn't worked on anything else. I mean, you know, while he was doing that, while he was waiting for technology, just like, um, you know, while he was waiting uh, for the technology to do Terminator two, he went and did the abyss and stuff like that. You know, there was no in between film since Avatar one. It's been Avatar one, and then the next time we see him will be Avatar two, and that'll be if it comes out, that'll be eleven years after the last time we've seen a James Cameron directed film. And I mean, the only other thing I've seen him Everybody do needs is a break. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's been Everybody he's been producing films. And and that hasn't helped because <laughs> the last two big films he produced was uh, the uh, Terminator Dark Fate, which I didn't mind as much, but a lot of people hated. And then even worse, so Terminator Genisys, which <laughs> Genisys, <laughs> which he he went on record saying back then that it was the best Terminator sequel you've ever seen. And it was complete dog shit. And so <laughs> he needs a win, man. He really needs a win. Well, I'm, I I worry about I worry about him using avatars as as the attempted win, especially after revealing that they're gonna be there's gonna be an avatar five. I know up to up to an avatar five at this point. Like, ugh, I don't know if we should be. I, like, I don't know. It was kind of like the news that you uh, linked me the other day about the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know, like I won't mention it here on the podcast, but it revealed details that would have been it would have been a lot better to find out about them in the show. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been really nice to know that there to think that there was going to be a sequel coming out after seeing Avatar 2. Yeah. And being like, you can't being like, you can't leave us there. Where's the hype? Now there's going to be that expectation set. Like I like I don't it was kind of became a problem with Marvel, you know? Like they were releasing trailers for films uh before the previous film had actually come out and it was spoiling stuff right, for people. Right. It was like <laughs> Well that's what happens when you're putting out, you know, three, four year films a year. I mean, uh it, yeah. it, it, you end up you your windows end up crossing over. Yeah. But but we have the same problem now mm-hmm. with, with Avatar. We're gonna be expecting things to continue now unless he comes in with completely like I like I didn't do too much reading up on whether or not there was a plot to the film or anything like that. But like, if he comes in, unless he comes in to avatar two with completely new characters, people that we don't know. And it's, and it's like a, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like a completely different setup in the same universe. If he doesn't do that, then there's going to be expectations throughout the remaining films. It's like, okay, well the suspense kind of dies off. Cause it's like, well, they can't kill off the main character. There's a third one coming here soon. Sure. There's a fourth one sure. coming here soon. Like it, it kind of, it lessens the magic, yeah, a little bit. Well, um, I mean, and it, it, but that's more the industry more than it is James Cameron. Sure. I think that was more like the people, his backers, being like, "Well, if you're going to make all these films, we want we want to know what your plans are." And then mm. it got out, and well, but it, he is filming them. At least he's filming two, three, and four all at the same time. So that is that is also part of it. I mean, we've talked about this in the past about how I I feel it's so dumb. When they when when they announce a a series or a saga before they release the first film, you know, like let's see if the first yeah. film flies. But in his case, 
he's not just saying we hope to do this he's saying uh this is we're filming these are just the release dates not if uh you know as soon as we release two we're going to start filming on three he's been working on he claims he's been working on two through four uh simultaneously so um the only thing i haven't seen is him starting to work on five which according to his schedule is supposed to release on 2027 2027 yeah so but he's been working on two through four simultaneously so if that's the case that that's that's a whole nother thing of not just announcing things and seeing if it'll happen but saying hey we're actually working on this and that's that that's a whole nother hype machine but we'll see we'll see i just thought it was interesting i thought that was a funny headline to put out there when you know his saga has already been uh tainted with so many delays for the last decade it's so crazy for the last decade we've been hearing about these films i've lived in like five different houses and i've heard avatar 2 news (laughs) that's how crazy it is (laughs) well with uh with with covid being like the main determining factor as to whether or not that release date sticks Mm -hmm. because it is still an unpredictable situation um but we are seeing more and more data to support that it's not quite as serious as uh as everybody was 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 preparing for um i think a lot of people came out with a lot more toilet paper than they think they're than they were actually gonna end up needing but that was even during full panic mode Mm -hmm. um but uh we've got we've got a few more uh pieces of movie news that were absolutely delayed because of covid Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh you you linked uh you linked mulan which i think I think it was probably one of my more anticipated films for the year that and black widow. Yeah. Uh, cause this new, this version of Milan looks like it actually sticks to the original legend. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess if you want to call it the original story, not so much the Disney side of one, but, uh, and so that looked, I mean, the trailer freaking, we did a reaction for the trailer. It looked fucking sweet. Yeah. It was amazing. And we, and they, we uh, haven't been really on board with the uh, live action remakes thus far so that yeah that blew me away i knew it blew you away and i I think uh, you were less excited to even watch the trailer than i was so yeah that was originally supposed to come out in march um and then they pushed it out to july and um i remember people saying wow you were july is not really that far that far out i mean almost simultaneously you know fast whatever fast nine was pushed out a year and disney was like eh, we're not going to push it out a year we're just going to push it out to july um and so well, we're st- for this i think i think they chose the right date like end of july we're, we're talking two and a half ish months mm-hmm. um i mean so that's 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 still pretty good and i like i like do you think that there's going to be a situation that we kind of saw with these movie releases where they were releasing not like they were sh- releasing it to streaming platforms pretty right away because i mean we're talking disney here yeah we've got disney plus now well this is not like how quick are you thinking that's gonna go how quick do you think that's gonna go to disney plus or like or do you think like do you think they have that planned already or do you think that they're gonna be like you know what um we've released Mm -hmm. and the numbers for opening weekend weren't quite what we wanted Mm -hmm. them to be because everybody's still kind of paranoid about everything Mm -hmm. so let's like we've already got it uploaded to disney plus let's just let's just unlock it for everybody well okay so 
this there, there's a there's a there's a deep or there's a bigger part of this conversation before we even talk about what happens if opening week isn't that great and it's that we're we're almost we're almost two months out from from that release date the other the other thing the other big movie that's supposed to come in july is is uh christopher nolan's tenet and yep. warner brothers this is their big film of the year and this and it has been july 17th and everything else in the summer has been pushed out tenet has not moved and christopher nolan is pushing for this to be the film that that brings america back into the theaters he wants this to be because right now this is the first film uh, that we would see. There's no other releases scheduled between now and July 17th. So, so you ha- and and there's been talks about will will Warner Brothers keep it there? Will they move it? And right now is the sweet spot to make that decision because you're we're almost exactly two months away from that July 17th date, and we've only had one trailer, and that was back at the beginning of the year. So, you know, right now, Warner Brothers and Disney are probably having meetings for, you know, if if we're going to stick to this, now we have to start paying for all that advertising. You know, now this is, this is the time to start pushing out more trailers and TV spots and, you know, posters and all that stuff. These are the two months before, and I've seen bigger films wait till a month before, you know, like in-game waited till a month before because they had to get those other films out of the way. So it's not like it can't be done. <laughs> But they're they're getting into that territory right now where they have to commit to spending the advertising money, or they have to pull that date. And you know, if they commit, then um, then they have a lot to lose if people don't come out to that to the movie, or if there if there's still a lot of restrictions as far as the population, you know, in in each theater and everything. And and so far, you know, they haven't gone down the road of universal where they've been talking about doing online options and if they do put it out in the theaters i'm guessing they're not going to want to break that window with uh with theaters because then that'll just be another controversy if they decide they're going to release it quicker to streaming because wb will have hbo max so it's not like they don't have a streaming platform to launch it on as well so you know i think they're 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 in a corner right now and and you know, it's either they back out or they commit fully and start spending the money on it. And and also important to note that Warner Brothers has uh, has an August release for <laughs> Wonder Woman right now. Yeah, and uh, and that one's that one's highly anticipated as well. I would hope that by that point in time, like by late like mid to late summer, we're seeing things at least I don't want to say normal, but normal enough. Mm-hmm. To where that par- to where that paranoia has subsided enough to where people are going back to theaters, um, probably with certain restrictions uh, that are still in place. Um, like we've we've talked about this before. We have theaters that you buy your seats online and or you buy your seats in front of the theater and they mm-hmm. have you pick your seats right then and there. And mm-hmm. all they have to do is say is, I mean, those seats are bolted into the floor. They can pick them up and remove them as soon as they needed to if they want. If they really wanted to limit, sure and cause that level of spacing between everybody they could do sure. it um well and let's be oh wow is that your dog snoring back there is that can you hear that yeah that's my would you i think i, I think i heard it there. that's like the first time i you've talked about it before but that's the first time i've ever can, actually can heard you it. see them they're back in the corner they're sharing the same bed right now and they <laughs> when they do that they ended up just 
they snore to heck. But let's 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 be careful how we say this now. It's not paranoia as much that's keeping people out. It's it's the fact that they. I mean, experts have said that social distancing as a concept could continue for the next year, year and a half. Yeah. So even if we start opening things more and relaxing things more, those social distancing things will still be in place. Which means that you might, you know, they might be able to say fifty percent of your theater can can be full or you know 33 yeah. percent. that's going to affect things even if people want to come out there's not going to be as many seats but at the same time if you're like a 10 cinema uh movie theater and you only have one movie coming out then you can dedicate more screens to that one movie and get more people in there i guess i mean and it's honestly it's a case-by-case basis because mm-hmm. because obviously theaters around here are going to have to follow some pretty strict guidelines because we're pretty heavily populated right. in this area right. and um, but I mean, I've got, I've got an old town theater. They, they've got three screens in that, in that theater. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's another theater where, where my, where Cece's from, they've, they've got like one screen in there. They're showing one movie at a time for like three weeks right. and then they move on to one. It's like, I remember going out there. It was like a, man, it was, it was quite a while after, uh, it was quite a long time after Endgame had come out at that point, and they were still showing it. Sure, um, like like I was already I was getting ready to buy the Blu-ray, yeah, and they still had Endgame in the theater. So, mm-hmm. um, they that theater isn't going to be quite as affected. I I just I just hope that this isn't this doesn't end up becoming something that like because we've talked about the like the cinematic experience. I really hope that this doesn't have that dramatic of an effect on it. Um, but like the next news story that you actually linked in here kind of scares the shit out of me, honestly. Yeah. Well, um, and one more thing before we get into that. I mean, uh, regarding the theater experience, if there's anybody that's the poster child for that, that's the biggest supporter for that. It's it's Christopher Nolan, and he has been putting yes, the pressure yes. on WB not to pull this. And like you said. It's not like, and I for, I totally forgot that War, uh, Wonder Woman is a WB property. It's not like this was their only film of the year. If they if they delay no. Tenet, then they just have to wait a month, and then Wonder Woman is going to come out. But I think these studios need to, you know, they they're and they're they probably already having these conversations, but they just need to dial back their expectations because you know their success in the normal world and their success in the post COVID nineteen world, and I think. Um, they, you know, if you look at it through that lens, releasing Tenet as the first major motion picture of the summer on July 17th, even if theaters can only fill, you know, 30% or 50% of their, of their theaters, that could still be seen as a success. I mean, we, we see Universal praising themselves, patting themselves on the shoulder for trolls and, and in a regular world that would not be a success, but it is. Now, so I think they could still find success if they dial back their expectations and maybe not spend as much on advertising as they normally would. Because do they really need to do that if there's no other movies coming out? I don't know. Well, and maybe not even dial back their expectations, but instead dial back their expectations on that opening weekend. Sure. And just be like, you know what? Uh, the theater with that level of limitation that le- that theaters are going to have to put down. Right that might actually increase that demand to be like, you know what we got, we want to get in there. We want to see this film. Like we haven't been out. We haven't been out. I'm getting cabin fever like crazy. Yeah. I'd I'd love to have something to get out of the house with, 
but I mean, I mean, there's still that level of difficulty. Sure. But making the amount of money, I mean, what, what did it say the budget was for Tenet? Just oh, it's it's just high. sitting here. It was like you know, it was it was, I think with marketing, we're talking three and a half million. Yeah, two hundred and five million to make, one hundred and fifteen million around marketing, and that's an estimate. Mm-hmm. That's that's not that's not an official thing, but um, reportedly two hundred and five million dollars to make to make that back in a post-COVID world. Uh, where we're like a very recently post-COVID world, not like long, yeah, not like a long time afterwards. Um, I mean, and especially this being their riskier property, right? Out of the two, like Wonder Woman, they've kind of got it locked in because the first one did pretty good, yeah. And expectations are going to be right where they want them to be for people to come to see that film, yeah. Uh, they probably won't even have to spend as much money on marketing for that one because it's already an established IP that they had a reasonable amount of success with. Not to mention Tenet, what other comic book films have come out this year. I was like, I think, I think, yeah, no, uh, Black Widow won't be out by that right. time. I think Black Widow got pushed back uh, beyond I mean, that. I guess Bloodshot, um, but this will be the first major property, major comic book property. Maybe the first, maybe the first good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, before then it was Wonder Woman first verse uh black widow and they were like originally releasing within a month of each other now yeah. wonder woman's coming out first and yeah it, it, i think i think it, it'll it'll bring more people in i mean there's a lot of fans of christopher nolan but you don't see tenet be like oh that's a family film let's go see it you you do see that with with uh wonder woman i see some i i definitely see some uh some conflict with him trying to keep like his like him wanting it to like, as the article quotes that he wants tenant to be the movie that brings people back into the theaters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, would it, would it not be smarter to maybe like flip the dates for wonder woman and tenant and be like, you know what? Wonder woman is the more established property. Uh, we have, we have a good estimate as to how much money that it's going to make. Even with all of this stuff in here, it's like move it up into that uh, July 17th date and move tenant back in there. Or does he want it to be like the first film that brings like the first film out of Warner Brothers? Like, where does it where does he actually want it to fall? Sure. Um, I can definitely see some heads butting there. Oh, I'm sure. Especially with them saying like, hey, not a lot of people know what to expect out of this movie just yet. Spent, we gave you a couple hundred million dollars. We want to make sure we make that back. But that could be what uh, brings people. That could be like we are starving. It very well could. Yeah, we are absolutely. starving for new stuff. We don't care what it is, and it's coming from the guy that made the best Batman movies in the last twenty years. Let's go see it. You know, so in, yeah, Inception. Um, yeah, I think Inception was after the Dark Knight trilogy or during. During, I think it was think. between two and three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one, that one, that one stuck great. Sure, uh, he stuck the landing on that one big time. Uh, also, I mean, Tenet also has Robert Pattinson, who's fresh off of the Lighthouse, right, and coming um, up in the next Batman. So, yeah, yeah, and so, so like his, his, there's going to be some name draw there as well to see him, especially with people hearing that he was going to be in Batman. Uh, everybody's like, oh well, we got to see how good of an actor he is for those that we haven't seen see his if he can actually films, pull the yeah. role. Yeah, because they want to. They they don't want to be like, oh, I can't believe Edward. That was that was the thing that I saw, left and right. It was like Edward is not my Batman. I was just like, shut, shut up, up, man. Shut <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. I was like, he. 
<clears throat> first of all, uh, like the first thing I saw him in was Harry Potter, and he actually he did a good job in sure. that, like, like just playing like a normal kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing Lighthouse is like, because <laughs> I hadn't seen anything else. He's been in. He's I, like, been I hadn't seen any of the really Twilight good movies. indie movies since Twilight. But yeah, I saw I saw him in Harry Potter, and then I saw the Lighthouse, <clears throat> and I was just like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he is a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, I mean, I had faith after hearing about, like, his success in some of the other indie films. But, yeah, seeing him in Lighthouse, uh, alongside Willem Dafoe, of all people, Mm -hmm. just, like, it was, like, he held his own with Willem Dafoe. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see Willem Dafoe in that new Batman. Let him play the villain. Mm -hmm. But, like, screw it. He'd, oh, man, he'd kill it. Right. It's, like. I don't know. I we'll see what happens. I'm I'm I, I, yeah, I'm yeah, under the impression nothing that we can do other than wait. Yeah, we're we're it's something's gonna go down if if it's if it's gonna be moved, it's gonna happen in the next couple of weeks because they have to commit to they've got to tell people yeah. about it, you know, and and that that window of acceptability is is really is starting to shrink now. So it's either they commit to it or they don't. But if if WB bows out. And and they uh, and they move Tenet. You know Disney's not moving Mulan. You know Disney wishes they were coming out before Tenet. Um, and and they're just they're just hoping and praying that Warner Brothers pulls Tenet so that Disney can be the one that brings everybody back because they will they will keep that date. They especially need to start advertising if they're going to keep that date now because I mean we didn't get the trailer until December nineteenth. Yeah. A lot of time has gone by. This is not fresh in people's minds anymore, except for obviously people who were talking about it in this capacity. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, speaking of theaters, I mean, we've got a lot. There was a lot going on with AMC mm-hmm. throughout all this, mm-hmm. like a lot, a lot. And and then you you, uh, you link this article. Uh, this is from Markets Insider. Mm-hmm. Uh, AMC spikes 56% on reports that Amazon may be considering a takeover. Yeah. Uh, as of as of yesterday, May 11th. Uh, Amazon's video streaming ambitions have already left their mark on Hollywood, but the company's original movies are still shut out of major movie theater chains if it doesn't agree to a three-month exclusivity window. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the report cautioned that it is not clear if discussions between the two companies are still active, a potential acquisition by Amazon would likely open the door for Amazon Prime original movies to be shown in major theater chains and streamed at home at the same time. Mm-hmm. Which, which was cat? You're destroying my blinds right now. Look at him. Like he's he's just. Can you see? Yep. Him right now? Mm-hmm. He's destroying the blinds. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Go. Stop. He 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 messed him up real bad already. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have to fix that now. Well, this was uh, strategic. This was a um, whoever leaked this because this is there was no there is no official like confirmation that talks even happened about Amazon buying out. But this is what we've been talking about for weeks now. Is that even though AMC got you know the bailout and even though theaters were kind of mentioned in the White House and other major plans of reopening America, you know, AMC was still hurting. They were kind of, they got a little bailout, they got a little help um, to to stave off their um, their bankruptcy um, in the hopes that something will be happening soon and they'll, they'll be able to get back in there. But they were still going to be hurting for a while. And, you know, it's been 
talked about a lot that somebody should come in and bail him out and and this would be a good chance to take him over i mean amc is the biggest movie theater chain in the world and it's not like amazon doesn't have the money <laughs> i mean you know if there's anybody that has more money than disney um or or as much money than disney it's amazon and amazon spends it more frivolously than anybody else i mean when you look at their their amazon prime content it's not making them, you know, anything. And yet they keep on doing it just because they're just they just make so much money over at Amazon. And if they were to buy AMC, uh, you know, and then they can put some of their their movies out in, in major theater chains. I mean, I, I see it as a win for them, but there's been no official talks. But just the rumor of it spiked the uh, spiked the stocks for for AMC. And you know that they're happy about that. Yeah, I mean, so with that in mind, the fact that it is just talks, uh, like before we go, before we even go too much further into the story, is like, do you believe that that's what's happening, or do you feel like this is just like the right kind of rumor to kind of like boost a little bit of confidence with their shareholders and everything? I <laughs> no, I don't believe. I don't believe it's happening. Um, I I believe that it was probably somebody at a certain level that made a certain joke. That then another person said, well, it's not like Amazon couldn't afford to do it. And then somebody else was like, run that story so that AMC could profit. And and AMC has profited. I mean, there is nothing to support the rumor. It is it is the faintest upon faintest rumors. And yet it spiked the stocks 56 percent. I mean, if anything it could have even been a charity move to help AMC out because everybody has known that AMC has been struggling for months. So, I mean, could it happen? Sure. Are there official talks? I don't think there are. I don't think there are at all. I I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I feel like now especially is like the best time to start talking about a takeover first of all because Amazon has showed no signs of slowing right. down even with uh, workers protesting about the working conditions in in their uh, in their warehouses mm-hmm. uh well, straight up quitting throwing strikes um even with uh, especially with AMC talking about bankruptcy possibilities shutting down a bunch of mm-hmm. theaters taking on a huge amount of debt in order to keep paying mm-hmm. the bills I mean, it is the perfect time to start circulating a rumor like that. What I what I find surprising, if it is true, is specifically how, like, if it ends up being true, I guess it doesn't surprise me as much. But the fact that it spiked 56% based off of a, an unconfirmed rumor from uh, the Daily Mail of all places, which, uh, to my knowledge, is a I British. <laughs> it's a British. Uh, They're not even an American... Uh, uh, outlet <laughs> and well no they're they're british uh i think i think they've they've been described to me as a tabloid before ah, so they're on the they're they're uh, on the they're on the line there. yeah they they ride the, they ride the fence yeah. a little bit um it's just i mean if if it even ended up being a joke just seeing this article jeff bezos might have it in his head be like you know what i could do that i mean had i heard about it um and and i was the type of person that bought stocks i would have done it because i guarantee you everybody that bought those stocks to spike that up um the the, they had the same thought in their head i could see amazon doing that 
because they've done it. They've done yeah, it so and... much. And would you put it past Amazon to do while everybody else is struggling? Amazon sees it as the time to sweep up those bargain deals. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's if you got the money, especially if it helps them push their own yeah. product. Yeah. Like, I mean, can you can you imagine a time where like because I know that you saw The Irishman in mm-hmm. a theater. Um. But that wasn't that wasn't like a major no, it theater. Was an it wasn't indie like theater. an AMC or something streams, like yeah. that. Like that was an indie yeah. theater. Can you imagine something like that becoming a regular? Like Amazon would be the one to set that as a norm, and that could be good. To where I mean, we you know we've been talking about this. I mean, unless you're somebody like Steven Spielberg, uh, who doesn't like streaming movies. I mean, there are there are so many good movies. Um, well, at least then they would qualify. Yeah. There, you know? there is. <laughs> They'd qualify to him right. at that point. There are so many. We have. We've just become accustomed to these studio films. We've become accustomed to Disney somehow owning the majority of the feature films that come out every year. And every year we get deeper into this, the farther away we go from those small budget films. It is so hard and so rare to see a small budget film rise up. You know, really, the only time we see a small budget film succeed so much is when, you know, it gets some type of um, award, uh, you know, buzz and then theaters start accepting it more, you know, and then it then it gets some time. But we really don't see small budget films get their time in the sun as much unless there's somebody big around it, you know, like Jordan Peele or some big name that's pushing it. And if if Amazon buying AMC means that they get to push their smaller properties. Because they do have a lot of films. These aren't like, these aren't like, yeah, and and they've got big actors in it. It's not like, it's not like these are like rink-a-dink, you know, uh, film school things. Amazon Studios has been putting out quality films for years. And we've got, like, obviously, and like their credibility is starting to pick up to a pretty insane Mm -hmm. point. Uh, I mean, we've got, they've been shoving this down my throat. I actually had to look it up. It's called Upload. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a but it's it's an original mm-hmm. series, I believe. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a movie, but it's an original series. But it was made by Greg Daniels, who who if anybody recognizes Greg Daniels' name, it's going to be from The yeah. Office, Parks yeah. and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, he was a writer on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. uh, like like a lot of peak comedy shows from the last ten mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, that's a that's a big that's a big name. Sure. To grab. Well, th- last year they uh, really tried the, with the, the report. That was a big movie. That was an Amazon Studios yeah. movie that was based on a really popular book. It didn't amount to much, but um, they've you know they've had these films out there that they did have small theater runs. But if they owned the biggest theater chain, um, then they would definitely have the power to push their films out more. I don't see it. I mean, I see it as a possibility. I don't. I don't think it was real when this when the story dropped. But Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. He cheated on his wife, got a divorce. She took half, and he's still the richest man in the world by so much. He is a billionaire. She became one of the richest women just based on like that. that. And he's <laughs> still a billionaire. He's still a multi-billionaire, and <laughs> and he and 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 he he is an Amazon. He's just an individual. Amazon is is so big and if i wouldn't put it past them i mean they they bought out things like whole foods and 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 they've been hit with controversy after controversy and it doesn't matter 
they're just so big. So could it happen? Sure. Should it happen? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you've got when you've got fuck you money, <laughs> that's the only way to describe it. You, it's kind of it's kind of hard to put anything past somebody buying up something like that. Because I mean, we forget Jeff Bezos is. Uh, I mean, he's invested that money in pretty smart ways. Like we, I mean, we got Blue Origin mm-hmm. right now, which is gaining mm-hmm. steam. Um, as you mentioned, Whole Foods. Uh, but he also he also owns the Washington Post, which is one of the top uh, media outlets in the country right now, at least far as mm-hmm. print. Um, then I, I swear there was something else. There was something else big that kind of that kind of stuck in my mind. But uh, I don't know. I can't see it here right off the bat. But um, I don't know. I. I I don't I don't like the idea of it initially. Like it kind of hits you, it kind of hits you wrong, you know, because Amazon doesn't exactly have a clean record no. right now, and uh, especially after like hearing about the way that they treat workers and and whatnot, like all of that combined, just kind of like it leaves kind of a sour taste in your mouth when you hear about them buying up. Sure, like because because they're already very heavily involved in media output in the streaming world. Having them be like it's 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 like another Disney, but like instead of, uh, it'd be like if if Disney was trying to buy a theater chain, I would be I'd be a little bit more concerned. Yeah, but that is the difference um, is because that's because that's an unprecedented level of con- of yeah. control. Um, but but Amazon's right up. There. Amazon's right up there, like, but they have so much other focus. But they could they could make that shift. But yeah, if this was a story about Disney buying AMC. I would be alarmed as hell, and I would not want that to happen. Nobody, Disney's already criticized about owning so much of Hollywood. For them to own the biggest theater chain in the world, that would that would be a lot of red flags. Uh, but I mean, yeah. and, and Amazon isn't that different, other than that they don't they don't push their movies as much, and their movies is just a small part of it. But that could change, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's dangerous talks. But right now, I'm I'm really just wanting AMC to survive, and uh, you know, yeah. If it if it keeps if it keeps, it's 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 kind of a that's a tough thing too because you know, I feel like like if AMC didn't Mm -hmm. make it, would theaters then die, or would smaller, or would smaller theaters step in and be like, you know, we're gonna change the experience a little bit. Like I don't I don't know if Alamo Draft House is associated with um with AMC no. at all. I don't think that they are. Um, but that was a theater chain that came in and you're like, you know, we're gonna do things a little bit differently and they gained a lot of popularity until somebody had that unfortunate cleaner cocktail. Yeah. Um did you hear yeah, about that? And that was in Omaha. Um uh, Yeah, yeah but the di- I mean uh, the AMC is the biggest theater chain in the world right now because they did yeah. We already had this discussion. They did what Genesis gyms have been doing. They've been buying out those failing smaller theaters. So before AMC was the biggest chain um, in numbers, there were already all these smaller theaters that weren't making it happen. They couldn't afford the distribution rights. They couldn't afford the food. They couldn't afford the upgrades. 
um, and then AMC bought them out and then converted and did the renovations. So if AMC left, I think we just have that many more open buildings, and I don't see it going back to the smaller ones. I think we just, just like we're seeing malls that are just empty now, I think there'd be, you know, these the, the other big theater companies don't have the money to buy all of AMC's theaters, and the smaller theater companies are rare that they succeed. Um, so I think we just have a lot of empty buildings, and I think it'd be a, a huge loss. So even if, I mean, look how, how big of a, of a rumor, or how big of a financial gain they got from a rumor. I mean, I, I think that's, that's, that shows that people want AMC to stick around. So we'll see what happens. It's it's just it's the circumstances in which it sticks yeah. around that that are that are that are questionable. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if it was a like, if it was a if it was a movie studio specifically that was buying out a theater chain, that would that would be a lot more concerning because it was like, what kind of what level of competition are you going to be putting on films that you that you did right. not make being displayed right. in your theater? Um, and like, is Amazon not involved enough to that point? To, like, cause honestly, the, the the amount of original content that they're putting out there, um, as far as movies mm-hmm. go, like how many of them are they specifically putting out that they would like to have as a theatrical right. release? It's like, I, I, whereas I feel like Disney or uh, Universal or something like that, they would want just about every single one of the films that they've been putting, like, cause that's what the filmmakers have probably been Absolutely. wanting. Absolutely. But up until now, pretty much everybody who was like, hey, we're putting this project. In. I like I would have liked to have seen the report in the theater. I think it, I think it would have held yeah. up in a theater yeah. environment. It was it was it was really cool. Like it, um, I guess cool isn't the right word, but it was, it was an incredibly interesting film. Uh, and it might just be because I'm a big Adam mm-hmm. Driver fan. But. Uh, yeah, I, I guess with Amazon being the one who's in the talks for it, it's not quite as bad as it could but be. But it could shift. But like, I, I just know. I. It could shift. Like, I wonder what, like, I'm having a hard time thinking of, like, directly negative consequences because I'm not that enriched into the business side mm-hmm. of everything as far mm-hmm. as all that goes. Um, Like, like you wonder what, like, whenever something like this happens, you got to wonder, is like, okay, what costs is Amazon taking on? Where are they going to put them? Because they're not going to absorb sure. them. Well. It's like. I mean, I don't imagine that I don't imagine that like an increase in uh, movie ticket prices is going to make my Amazon Prime membership go up at all. And you might see but, discounts for Amazon Prime members. I mean, you, when you look at things yeah. like when yeah. they acquired Whole Foods, Amazon Prime members get discounts at Whole Foods. So that is a that is a, a pro. But then on the con side, we've heard that a lot of the items, the produce and things like that have gone down uh, in quality since Amazon bought. Whole Foods. Whole Foods used to be like the gold standard. And now that Amazon owns them, it is widely known that the quality of their products has gone down. So what is what is that uh gonna be for AMC? And I mean, yeah, we can't think of, of any of, of crazy negative things right now. That doesn't mean they don't exist. Um and then you, you when you have people like Quentin Tarantino who are already calling out big studios like Disney for strong arming uh the, the theaters already you know, and, and pushing out smaller films, um, you know, could this be a win for the smaller films or could Amazon just become a bigger entity? And then they have that, you know, they have that foothold in and then they start 
doing their own business. It's it's all there's a lot of ifs. There's a lot of question marks out there, and it's too early to talk about it. But yeah. it's it's an interesting concept for sure. Well, I mean, and again, uh, with the current landscape, as far like there's a lot of businesses that are going to be yeah. hurting, or that are already yeah. hurting, and uh, and they might need to look towards some less than uh, perfect scenarios in order to make sure that they stay yeah. afloat. Um, but it, we're we're back to the we're back down to the waiting mm-hmm. game. But that's just where we're at. Um, but we're at a we're at about a solid hour now. Well. Before we um, before we cut this off, there's there's one more story that I want to quickly talk about because it's it's in the vein of all of this, um, and it and sure. it can be short, but it's in the vein of all of this. It is that um, the Hamilton movie um, that everybody went crazy on when they learned back in February, Disney paid seventy five million dollars for the worldwide rights to show Hamilton in theaters. They had filmed before the original cast of of the legendary Broadway show, Hamilton, before they left, um, they brought in cameras and they filmed a they filmed the whole thing. It's like two hours and 40 minutes. So this is not like this is not like, you know, uh, Russell Crowe's uh, uh, Les Mis. This is just filming the Broadway play that everybody and their mother wanted to see, but not everybody's seen. It gets sold out when it goes on tour, and of course that's not the original cast, but Hamilton took America and the world by storm, and they filmed it, and Disney paid $75 million to put that film in theaters. And today they've announced that they're actually going to drop that on Disney Plus on July 3rd, and that is huge. Yeah, 15 months that's early. That's huge. 15 months early, but then yeah. also... We're just going to drop it on streaming. We paid $75 million for it to do a theatrical run, and we're going to drop it on streaming. And that's, that's huge. Do you, think, do you think they're looking for something that big to be like, you know what, everybody just watched The Mandalorian with their free trial. we got to get some people back I, it's, now. <laughs> I think that is the story here. It's, it's less of, awesome, we're getting Hamilton, and it's more of um, – Disney Plus needs Hey, this. I won't get Hamilton unless I get yeah, Disney, Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus needs an exclusive, and they need new content, man. Disney Plus came out on November 19th of 2019, and I remember when everybody and their mother was like, this is the day that Netflix is dead. Like, Netflix is over. There was a, there was a trending on Twitter, Netflix is dead because Disney Plus is here. And then Peacock was coming out, and then Quibi was coming out, and all these competitors. And guess who has stayed strong? Oh, fucking guess Quibi. who has stayed strong, especially in COVID nineteen? Netflix. Even Netflix yeah. is still coming out with new content. They've been coming out with crazy amounts of new content uh, for the last three months. And since Mandalorian, Disney Plus has had no new content. They've had a couple like reality shows. But they have really been just kind of a library. They have not had new exclusive content other than a couple of these shows. And that is why Netflix is just blowing people away. And, you know, I could see somebody like, you know, at Disney Plus saying, we need to bite the bullet and put Hamilton on Disney Plus because we need a we need something. We need an exclusive and we need something new. Yeah, especially with everything being delayed. I mean, per- personally, this doesn't really change uh, my 
personal outlook on owning on having a Disney mm-hmm. Plus account. Uh, because I was I was on board anyway because I'm I'm almost never not streaming mm-hmm. something when I'm when I'm sure. watching something, um, like like I had my Blu-ray collection, but a lot of the films that I had are on one of the several streaming services that mm-hmm. I'm a part of. I mean, like especially like Disney, you've got them uh, a big selling point that they've got with Disney right now is that you can bundle in with ESPN and Hulu. Yeah. And so you have, and so you have access to all of that mm-hmm. as well. Uh, that's that's a big thing, and I, I immediately I jumped on it. I was like, absolutely, I'm going to jump on that. Like I specific, I got a Hulu account just so I could watch Brooklyn Nine Nine yeah. again. <laughs> like, that, like that was the, that was the whole mm-hmm. reason I got it. And um, I I find myself like because because I'm always on the computer. I'm always working on something. I'm always streaming something mm-hmm. in the background, and so. This isn't this isn't something that's gonna that's gonna stick me in there, but there is a huge amount of people who are like, you know what, I'm not gonna pay the ten dollars a month or whatever it ends up being for multiple different uh for multiple different streaming services. But honestly, uh I've been finding myself on Disney Plus a lot more. Not just because of Clone Wars, because we've been we've been watching mm-hmm. Clone Wars, there's nowhere else mm-hmm. to watch it right now as far as I'm aware. Um, but I mean, they've been adding on a lot of stuff that's really good because like, I forget about how many properties that Disney actually has control over. Um, but this, but having Hamilton, the, the film that like, or not the film, the, the play that everybody was talking Mm. about, everybody was talking about is going to be another good way to like bring people in and be like, Hey, you know what? Um, Mandalorian was not universally attractive to everybody as far as getting them on board with our streaming service, but they're bringing them in now uh, for with, so people who come in just to check out Hamilton are going to be, are going to be inundated with the amount of other content they've got in there. Cause we've got, I mean, we've got standard straight up Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, national geographic, um, a lot of Fox properties, like all of the mm-hmm. Simpsons are on there. Mm-hmm. All of them. Uh, you've got all of the MCU, almost all of the MCU films. There's a few excluded, excluded because they're out on other streaming services mm-hmm. right now. Um, <clears throat> a huge amount of Star Wars content. A the a couple classics that they're they're showing me just here on my uh, on my front page here. We've got um, let's see, it was just here, uh, the Princess Bride, which excellent film. It was like that. I mean, when that shows up on a streaming service, sure. I'm watching it. Like if I like if I log in that day and I and I pop into that, mm-hmm. I'm watching it 100. percent They've got a bunch of nostalgia. What they they've got a just a nostalgic movies, uh, category now, which which is where we're seeing films like Willow. Do you remember yeah. Willow? Yeah. Like I no, haven't okay, seen that in f- yeah forever. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen that movie in no wait forever. wait is Willow with Val Kilmer or with Tom Cruise? Yes, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Val Kilmer. What's the Tom Cruise one? Yeah. That's a that's another fantasy one. Never mind, but it's with Val Kilmer. No idea, but yeah, Warwick Warwick mm-hmm. Davis, uh, Val Kilmer, it's like great adventure film. Uh, the Sound of Music, which I was I was a musical nerd back in those days, but that's that's a big one. Um, uh, the Rocketeer. Yeah. Look, that I mean, like they're we're catching they're catching people with nostalgia, and then also bring like the huge amount of new content they've got in there. I haven't been paid by Disney, but 
I've been finding myself on Disney Plus they, more they and They don't more have lately. that much new content, though. They, they, they... Not as that, much but new, that's the, but that's not the what, point. Like, they're catching people with the stuff is, that they watched as kids. It is the point if they wanted and, to be a, a Netflix competitor. They're, it's one thing to be an online library and to sell yourself that way. Because they do have an incredible library. But that's not how they sold themselves. They said, in addition to our library, we're going to be competing with Netflix with original content. And then they didn't have that much original content to launch in their first year. They've said, actually, it's going to be coming in the later half of the first year and the years to come. Well, then a lot of those properties, especially the Marvel properties that they've been selling everybody, have been delayed. Now those aren't coming out until much, much later. And... You know, yes, there's plenty of people like you that see the benefit and that see the amazingness of having this library at their fingertips. But there's plenty of other impatient people that are like, no, we want that, but we also want new content. And this was this was heralded by so many people as the Netflix killer. But, you know, when Disney is putting out something new once a month and Netflix is putting out something new five, ten times a day. It's it's crazy. It's crazy to think that people actually thought Netflix was going somewhere. It's it's not. Sure, but but you also have to think about quality over quantity. And and Netflix does have a bit of a problem with quality with quantity over quality in in some cases. Uh their heavy hitting uh original series, I, I mean, the the one that got me onto Netflix was uh, Orange is mm. the New Black and mm-hmm. that one's done. That one's over. Uh, I haven't really locked into a bunch of their other original series other than Stranger Things. Sure, but it's not just that. They also bring in foreign films. They bring in animation things. I mean, especially when everybody is stuck at home right now and there's no theaters and there's no TV. I mean, everything that's under production has been halted, and yet somehow Netflix has this backlog of stuff, and they're bringing in, you know, yes— you know in a normal world you could be a little more stricter when you're talking about quality but right now quantity is uh is the thing i mean something new is already that much higher in quality because it's new and the fact that netflix continues to just blow everybody up with new things is amazing to me but that doesn't mean i'm not dogging on disney i'm just saying that it is interesting that they they were going to make so much money with Hamilton when they released that in the theaters. It was going to be a landmark thing to just film a Broadway play and then release that in theaters. That was going to be a huge, huge moneymaker for them. To only spend $75 for the rights for that, that was going to be huge for them. And now they're going to release it on Disney+, and they're hoping that this means more people will subscribe to Disney+. Whether that's the case, who knows? But I it it's it's exciting because I want to see it, but it's also alarming because that you know that was clearly a strategic move to buy the rights for that because they were going to make so much money and now they're not. Well, I I think I think it's important to remember that as far as Disney Plus goes, we're still in year one, yeah. and uh, and. I mean, making the business deals and like, obviously once they've, once they've released and that level of attractiveness is being shown by, by filmmakers and whatnot, we're going to start seeing a lot more of that original content. We're going to start seeing more of the, like 
like, I mean, Onward was just released not too terrible long ago, uh, Disney and Pixar, and it's already up on yeah, Disney. Yeah, but that's because their hand was forced. Um, like, I mean, in a, sure, in a non-COVID-19 sure, but, world, but you really the, think that they're going to they're gonna release high-quality movies on Disney Plus? If it means that they're going to have a guarantee that, like, okay, so you think about this, uh, like a, the average ticket price for somebody being around around 10 bucks, like even if we're saying that it's around mm-hmm. 10 bucks, if they're getting people in on those bundle deals, like it doesn't matter who they release the film. It doesn't matter what they release the film on. It's like if they've got a set amount of subscribers that are paying every month, whether they're utilizing the service mm-hmm. or not on a regular basis, that's still a lot of money in their pocket. Yes, but look at and, what they were announced when, when they launched Disney+. Plus. The only movies that they were announcing back then was Noel, which was a, an Anna Kendrick shelved Christmas movie that they just had on the shelf that nobody gave a shit about. And the lady in the tramp, uh, uh, remake re whatever that was, that was never going to be in yeah, theaters. Didn't, they didn't exactly. They either. never announced big movies back then because everybody was like, well, they're still going to put the big movies in the theaters. So I, it is something to say that they're starting to change that now. I mean, it, because their hands are forced, but I don't think this is something that we can, see as a as a new trend we're not seeing mulan dropping on disney plus you know that's not going to happen i think they're just i think they're just scrambling with ideas right I, now i think it'd be safe to say that we're going to see mulan on disney plus within a month of its theatrical. that's going to piss off some theaters i guarantee you that it's going to piss off some theaters but like they also gave like disney's going to say it's like well we gave you a month what do you and and we're disney what are you going right, to do right but it? but that but that's it's it <laughs> Like I'm, I'm like I'm not on board. I'm like I'm not in favor of any of this stuff. I'm just saying it's Disney. They're gonna do it, and people are but gonna that's, have to deal it's, with it. That's kind of the that's the unfortunate side of them having so much power and influence over everything. Sure, but they're now. not putting it in theaters for charity to theaters. They're putting it in theaters because they need to make money. If they drop Mulan on Disney Plus right now, they're gonna get some new subscribers but they're not going to make a fraction of the money that they would make in the theaters. They need to release those movies they, in theaters to make back their money. I mean, if they dropped it in theaters and then they just put it on Disney plus that's, that's insane. You you would, they wouldn't make half the, it wouldn't make half the money that they would make in theaters. I, I, I think what you said earlier is, is the more correct strategy is focusing on the long game and keeping it in theaters because there's not going to be anything else, so it'll be more and more people just going to see the same movie. But if they were to do some really short window release in theaters and then uh, just drop it online, they would lose so much to piracy, to to subscriptions, to whatever. Sure, but like like I'm thinking about this from from like a business perspective as far as they are concerned, um, like because we're thinking like all right, so. Uh, I'm trying to find some data on like the average theater run uh, for how long a film actually stays in a, uh, it's like a movie is in a theater four weeks on average, three to four weeks common. The main question is, does the show sell enough tickets to warrant reserving space and time to showing it? If a movie is doing well, it'll often stay in theaters. Another factor is theater okay, size. But, yada, yada, but yada. That's, that's the uh, average. That's, that's from Quora. Look at how long so, a, a Disney 
movie stays in theaters. That's that's a couple that's a couple months. Sure. I I I'm I'm just I'm just thinking that they're they're gonna have some incentive to try and pull in subscribers to their uh to their service. They're gonna try and incentivize that stuff, especially if uh if they see a downtrend in people going to theaters. Like obviously we're talking about a COVID uh influence. Sure. Sure. Time. And again, and again, I'm not in sure. favor of this. <laughs> like, like I'm not saying that this is a that this is what they should be doing or this is what I want them to be doing. Um, I'm I'm feeling like just with the uh, like I mean they they jumped into the streaming right. service for a but reason. how many of those families like, already they, have they want to get they want to think as many. about a family of four with two kids to go see Mulan in the theaters that's what forty fifty bucks if they're lucky for one time they pay ten dollars a month they can watch Mulan. Yeah. 10 times a day all month for $10. They want to see Mulan twice in theaters. That's a hundred bucks for that family. You're telling me it's a better business move for them to move a theater, a a big moneymaker out of a theater to a thing when, when they're getting 50, 60 bucks a family uh, for one viewing in exchange for a billion viewings a month for $10. That, that doesn't make any sense business wise. After, after four to five weeks with region locks, yeah, I can absolutely see them doing something like that. Like, I'm not saying that when they release it to Disney Plus, it's going to go to every single country that Disney mm. Plus is available in, because we don't sure. see that either. Like, we're seeing, like, obviously, after four to five weeks of that movie being released in the United States, I can see them opening up to specifically just the United mm-hmm. States, or maybe just, or maybe just North America on Disney Plus. And and but keeping it locked out of their foreign markets, which we know generally tend to open a little bit sure. later and uh, also tend to stay a little bit longer because of higher population areas. Um, so they have the power to do that. They have the technology in order to limit those regions. And like if they feel like like if somebody in Disney feels like instead of it taking away from their money, but helping to add uh, money, I can absolutely see them making that decision right off of the bat i would think it like especially especially using it as an incentive to the theaters to pay them more or to or to push the movie more or something like that be like like having something like that to hold over the over the theater over the studio's heads it's a real dickhead move but i can like can you honestly see like can you honestly not see disney pulling something like that or any studio for that matter who has that well i i could see if there's any rumor of them doing that if if in the weeks prior to Mulan's July 24th date. If there's a if there's even the slightest rumor that they say we're going to launch on July 24th, on August 24th it's coming out in Disney Plus, I could see a crazy number of people saying, "Why? Why should I pay to see this now when I can just wait a couple weeks and get it up for free on Disney Plus or get it for free via other ways cuz you know the second it's on Disney Plus, yep. it's pirated. It's done. So if there's even a hint of them doing that, I think it's going to kill the theatrical run. And then they've spent all this money for nothing, for nothing. That's true. But Disney's done a pretty damn good job in the past, uh, in the recent past of keeping mm, secrets. Yeah, they have. Um, they have. But these are different times. They've, they've different uh, times. These are, yeah, these are absolutely different times. I can't, I can't fault you there. I, I just... I'm I'm looking at it from a very pessimistic sure. point of view. Like, and again, I'm not in favor of them doing this. I I would like theaters to 
be the first and last place that people go to see a film for the mm-hmm. first time, honestly. But that's not realistic. Like it's it's just not it's not possible. Um because because the technology has sure. surpassed uh that being that being the I mean, if not the first place, definitely the last place that somebody else. Yeah, I I know, and uh, I'm I'm just so passionate about this because I'm so intrigued about what's going to happen. But I just, from a business standpoint, yeah. Disney Plus and Disney Studio or the movies that that Disney and Marvel puts out on the in in regards to the budget line at the beginning of tw- of 2020, those were two different things. They were expecting to get so much in subscribers for Disney Plus. And they were expecting to make so much uh, from ticket sales. And as soon as they start taking away from that ticket sales pile and putting it into Disney Plus, it will not balance out. It it won't because that so many people already have Disney Plus, and I mean it it is just not it is not a model to to it's not a replacement model. It was a supplemental model, but they were still going to be making crazy money. On I mean. I'm looking at I'm looking at Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. It had a 275 million dollar budget um and it made over a billion dollars worldwide from the theater. That's not talking about from Blu-rays, from whatever, from Disney Plus subscriptions. Had that been cut? Sure. Had that been cut and then they just put it online, it wouldn't have made a fraction of that. We're also talking True. Star Wars. I know though. we're talking Star Wars. <laughs> like that's a that is a that is a big variable okay, but, to have that to be have that. But tag look at on it. Line, every, but... every other Disney live action movie has been has made huge numbers. Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. These are huge. They these are huge investments to just throw away and put because you're you know because it's they would lose crazy amounts of money. But do, but do you feel like the economic impact that we're seeing right now might end up playing a factor? Because we got more people out of work than we have had in American history. Uh, like I like I believe that's uh, like I believe we actually have more. Stop it, cat. I I believe that was the that was the most recent figure that we have more people out of work sure. than we've ever had. And and how many people are going to be back to work working regularly to a point where they can splurge on spending the sixty to seventy dollars to sixty to a hundred dollars to take their family out to well see so then that that comes back when when they can spend it but on that, that com- ten dollars and have it on their subscription service disney's not gonna money. just throw like, away their big money makers for charity i mean this is this no. goes back to our our the, how we started off this episode is it are they going to keep this date because i think if it's really if they really don't see people coming out to the theaters they're not just going to release it for a couple weeks and put it on disney plus they're going to push it out. If they if they thought that this was going to be a yeah. money maker, which is just why Hamilton is so surprising cuz they paid so little for it in what they thought they were going to make. Yeah. But I can't see them doing that with Mulan. I've I mean, I mean maybe with the with the smaller amount of money that they actually spent in order to get a hold of it, that might that might play that might be playing a factor yeah. into it. I don't know. Um, I mean, the Lion King, the Lion King made one point six billion dollars. And I didn't I didn't see that movie. And a lot of people talk major shit about that. But it made one point six billion dollars. And Mulan. And so that's not Star Wars. And I get it. It's the Lion King. But it's a it's a huge Disney property. That's a remake. 
And I guarantee you they're hoping, they were hoping that Mulan would be in the same line as a big Disney movie that they spent a lot of money to remake it. And they can't just throw it away. But we're talking this into the ground. I, I, just, I know I, me and I you are going to agree on this. I don't, I don't think we're going <laughs> to. I mean, it's great that we disagree yeah, on something yeah. finally. <laughs> for, the, for the history of the podcast, we've been on the, the same page part, for yeah. the most part. Um, the, uh, I just, I feel like if not in, like, maybe not inside four weeks, not less than four weeks, throwing it up on there, but I definitely see the window being much sure. shorter uh, than yeah. it used to be. Like even, even post COVID, like post COVID yeah. problems, that window of going from like, as soon as they start seeing theater numbers dwindling to like a mm-hmm. reasonable point, like they're not, they're probably not even going to tell people that when they're actually releasing it to Disney plus, they're just going to do it. Yeah. And it's like, they're just, they're going to throw it up there. And like the subscribers that they already have are going to be like, all right, great. Well, we already saw it, but I want to watch it again. I don't want to pay to go and see it. I would see them doing that, but I'd also see them redefining what dwindling means and stuff like that. Because in a normal year, every one of those weeks, you had another blockbuster coming out or you had more competition. Right now, that's not happening. Right now, there's two films coming out in July. Tenet and this. July is one of the biggest months of the summer, and there's only two films coming out. You know? It's supposed to be. I mean, normally. (laughs) this is this is a this is a tough year to make any real business predictions right. about how it's all an ex- it's all an experiment. That's a, why it's a... getting me so excited because oh, I can't yeah, wait absolutely. to see what happens, especially after we're coming off of ni- twenty nineteen, which was a record year for Hollywood. This is this is just going to pale in comparison to those numbers for sure. I mean, I mean, it's interesting mm-hmm. to see where it's going to go. Like I honestly, I want I want the theater industry to last as long as it possibly can. I I'd like it to last long enough for me to get one of my own films <laughs> yeah. into a theater one day. <laughs> like ideally, that would be great. Um, <laughs> uh, I got to get off my ass if that's gonna happen. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, this is this is a weird year to be making any like solid predictions because things are like it's still a wild card year. It's going to be this way. It's going to have a ripple effect for a couple of years, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Until like, hopefully Disney doesn't get it into their head. That was like, Oh, Amazon's buying AMC. Maybe we should jump in there first. That's just, it's like, like, can we like, let's hope that there's not a bidding war right around the corner that we end up seeing. Yep. Um, well, we just did, uh, yeah, we just did a solid hour and a half. Uh, for our first for our first video podcast in a long time, actually ever is this our first video podcast ever? I think, I think even for season one we didn't do any yeah. video versions of it. Well, we're adapting. We're adapting. <laughs> we're adapting. We're getting there. Um. So yeah. Um. Now we did video versions sure, of it, but right. our faces weren't in it. Um. Yeah. So uh, Nerf Herders will probably. I don't know about. Josh, I I assume that you were editing this one, so I guess it kind of depends on how uh, <laughs> how strenuous this ends up being on you as to whether or not this becomes how a regular intricate thing, we but, make this. I mean, uh, I'm yeah. not gonna be I'm not gonna be doing I mean, a ton set up of a template for all of this. I'm I'm you know we had what four stories. I'll probably have four images next to our pictures, but um, still, I well, I appreciate this. Thankfully, I you like don't have to go it, in and do a bunch so, of cuts. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, like it was. Uh, I don't know. I I haven't seen a lot of human faces outside of coworkers in a long time, so this was this was quite nice. Um, 
it's that level of social interaction that we're missing in these COVID times. Um, but yeah, uh, until it's time for us to assemble again next time, Nerfers, be sure to jump in on social media and be a part of the conversation. We will answer your questions. Uh, hit us up in the comments down below if there's something you'd like us to talk about, or if you feel like we were completely wrong about what we were talking about today, uh, hit us up in there. Be honest. We can take it. And um, we've got uh, plenty of other content coming your way here on this channel. Uh, we, I'm continuing my Jedi order playthrough i took a little bit of a break in releases there but that one's going to be coming back and i believe that you sir are uh watching yeah. more anime and are going to be keeping oh, up I'm on watching that series. also the it. series that i've <laughs> the series that i've been liking an awful lot which is your uh i mean you've only done two so far but it's been great as your yep. my friend showed me um series which is uh you catching up on films that you well you go ahead and explain it like i'm not uh, gonna butcher well it. it's more just a celebration i um I am normally the person that shows films to my friends, and I, I'm rarely the person uh, that gets shown something by somebody else. And and uh, so when I when I do, I think it's great, even if I don't like it. It's something that they convince me to watch, and normally I do like it. So I'm just doing a series of of the ones that I've really liked and celebrating the people that showed it to me. So I I did one on the Greasy Strangler with Billy Peck, and uh, we just did one with Flash Gordon. Uh, with Doug Holmes, and I got a couple coming out with Ali Gambino, who showed me things like uh, Parks and Rec, and she's actually responsible for me seeing The Matrix for the first time. So, not that I didn't know about The Matrix or didn't want to see The Matrix, but at the time, I wasn't able to. You didn't get that <clears throat> or, Well, it was though. also an R-rated film in theaters, so my parents weren't going to take take me to it, but she bought me that for, for my birthday on VHS, and so because of her, I got to see... Oh, VHS. <laughs> yeah, Holy so, um, so I want to celebrate those people. So I'm trying to do some interviews like that and more content for the channel. It's easy to do. Awesome. Well, like we say, Nerf Herders, we will have more uh, for you guys when we assemble again next time. Uh, but until then, check us out on social media. Hit the like button if you like this episode. Subscribe so you don't miss anything in the future. And we will see you guys again soon.